Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon, and as you know, my job is to help you get off the brink. You know, my company, Simon Associates Management Consultants, we've been around for 20 years helping people see, feel, and think in new ways so they can change. And I often look for people who are going to give you a new perspective so you too can begin to see things through a fresh lens. Maybe even step back like an anthropologist might, observe what's going on and reflect on it, reflect on yourself and begin to find great ways to think in new ways. So today I have a wonderful woman here, Helen Newman. Helen and I, oh gosh, we go back to elementary school in Durham. And I'm going to let her tell you her story because as uh, we were talking and I was reading the things that she writes on Facebook to bring back the memories, I said, my audience should hear you. Remember, we're story makers. Humans love to make stories. And when we use memories to create them, we connect in ways that are really magical. I'm going to read you one of hers in a moment. But first, Helen, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell the listeners or the viewers, who is Helen Newman? What's your journey all about? My journey, let's see. I'm a senior citizen, so I've had a long journey. I grew up in Rochelle, a suburb of New York. And I, when I look back, I think of my childhood as wonderment. Of course, there were bad days. I'm a middle child, typically outgoing introvert. And I had a fight for my place in the house, three girls, and I'm in the middle. It was my friends, my school that meant the most to me. And I never forgot that. I went to Nourishell High School with you. Yes. I met my husband in Nourishell. He wasn't in the high school. He had already graduated, but he also is from was from Nourishell. He passed away 10 years ago. Um, I went to art school after high school. I wanted to be an art teacher, but I always secretly wanted to be a writer. Ah. In those years, I hope your listeners remember that for women, it wasn't all that easy. And even my own mother, who was kind of a beatnik, and she was a pianist, even she said, well, be a teacher. You know, you'll be home in the summer with your kids and all of that 1960, <laughs> mid-60s feeling. But secretly, I always wanted to be a writer. But you didn't become a writer. No, I did not. As a child, I lived in a cul-de-sac and I used to write plays when I was nine years old and make all the girls in the cul-de-sac be in the play and make the parents pay to come and see it. <laughs> I know when you were telling me that, I suspect I even attended them. They were fun. You might have. Yeah. I, did the, I remember doing The Princess and the Beast. I got the golden book and then wrote my own script. And I think I was about nine or 10, but I was never encouraged in any way other than to be an artist. Well, and again, options were limited. There were so, so few. And exactly. mom was a beatnik. She couldn't see beyond a teacher. Yeah. She couldn't see beyond a teacher. And I love children. So she knew that. My father, however, said to me, you should be an attorney because you can argue all 
any subject and I end up working in a law firm after teaching, it's really funny because I still remember my father saying, you can argue any case. Become a lawyer. <laughs> he didn't have any sons. So I was the son he never had. Oh, I love it. The, the, the interesting part is that you and I, as we were preparing for this, we were reminiscing. You know, we both went at a time when New Rochelle was, I'm going to guess, half Jewish and half African-American, half black. And, yes. and maybe 40-40. But it was a very um, interesting time. We held hands and sang, We Shall Overcome. Absolutely. Right? It was a time for um, Michael Schwerner, who was our biology teacher's son, who was yeah. killed in the South. And yeah. one of the folks on Facebook went under the Michael Schwerner Bridge on the Hutchison Parkway and reminisced. The reminiscing part is really important. We were there when John Kennedy was shot. And we all can vividly remember what we were doing and where we were at that moment in the high school. Yes. Just recently, um, a niece of my daughter-in-law from New Jersey interviewed me on what, where I was the day Kennedy was shot and what I was doing. And I said, not only do I remember everything, but I can tell you what I was wearing. <laughs> That's what an impact. That's right. It That's was. But I remember that all of us had went through the, the Vietnam War period. I mean, we 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 were all growing up in a transformational moment for American society. I don't think it's ever stopped being transformed. Um, but I do I agree. Think, I do think that we were um, growing up and changing at the same time, weren't we? Hopefully, we all were. Yes, I think it's really important to change. Yes, when you grow, you change. When you go out into society. When you meet people, you change. That's why friends of mine have used the term, oh, I'm old school. And they do it on purpose because it drives me crazy. <laughs> the hairs on my neck stand up. Old school is mean, means you're not changing with the times. Oh, that's so interesting. So they've actually yep. boxed you in and your own thing. Ten years ago, you lost your husband. And then you started to write on... Uh, Facebook on our New Rochelle High School 64, class of 64, uh, Facebook place. And, yes. And, and was there, was your husband, losing your husband a catalyst for this or just you needed something to do? What was the momentum there? No, actually, um, starting in 1974, <laughs> I was called by a few friends because I have this weird organizational talent. I, I, don't ask me why. They called me and said, let's have a 10-year union you headed. Oh, that's interesting. And I always like working. I always like having a project. So I said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and I did. And it's very interesting. Very few people came. Ah. Um, then... Go ahead 15 years, and it's the 25th. And it was the 23rd year of our graduation when someone called me. And truthfully, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was three or four people called and said, you should do a 25th. <laughs> and I said, oh, God, it's a lot of work. But I did it. We had 400 of our graduates. Come That's to White Plains, New York, yep. to the 25th reunion. 
And the feeling, I can tell you something that I still remember. I was sitting at the welcoming table because I'm, I had to be like the boss and show everybody what to do. And I saw two groups of people walk in and see each other for the first time in 25 years. And they started screaming and running to each other. And I looked at my friends and I said, this is worth it. It's worth it. Look at these people. They're so happy to see each other. And that was when it started. Then when it was um, our 48th anniversary, I got another call uh-huh. and said, you have to do a 50th. And I said, it's a lot of work, but I'll do it. I formed a committee on Facebook. There's a Facebook, Nurshaw High School Facebook page. Yeah. And I started to promote it. How else do you do it? So I started writing. Ah. And from then, the countdown, the all of the questions the help I needed, help to find people. People are all over the country. Very few stayed in Rochelle. I'm one of the only few yep. that are still here. And it snowballed into people calling me and saying, what are you posting? <laughs> I love your posts. And again, I'm the typical outgoing introvert. I like to be with a lot of people, but I like to be by myself. Uh-huh. This was the way. When After the reunion, I got phone calls again. Don't stop posting. I look forward because people want to remember. Yes. They do want to remember. And it's important. It's important. Our friendships were important. We lost contact with people. We regained that contact. It's so special to me that I I don't even have the words and I'm filled with words. I don't have the words to express to you how much it means to me that people have reconnected because of me. Well, let me, I'm for the audience. I'm going to read Helen's latest September 2nd. I'm posting a piece of it so you can get the feeling because I want to go back to what she said. This is important to her, but it's also important to all the thousand folks who are graduates who are reading it and the 125 who view it and then share it and then comment on it. And as I watch their name, whether it's Dana Mintz or Maddie Kressler, I mean, I'm going to say, oh, I, uh, we, uh, we, we hung out. And, we and, did. And you, this is cool. So this is September. As I was pondering what to write, I suddenly realized that the month of September is filled with memories and holidays to celebrate. Now, the hard part is trying to focus on one particular aspect of the month. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, I cannot write funny anecdotes about how deliriously happy we are that our kids are going back to school. I can't even write about how deliriously unhappy teachers are to go back to school. Most of you, um, not all, but most of you must be retired. So, no, that subject's out. I could write about Labor Day, but I believe I've told you all there is to tell. However, one statistic is interesting. Did you know that more people are born in September than any other month of the year? Now, that was interesting. Is that why we celebrate Labor Day in September? Maybe. September 10th is TV Dinner Day. Do you remember the TV dinners? Oh, I remember them. Uh, They call streaming dinners now, and I laugh. It's also September 17th, locate an old friend day. 
but I've already located all of you. And then there's September 19th, respect for the age of day. No, definitely not that. And I can tell you, Helen, I'm not the only one who was laughing. So here's what I've decided. I'd like to celebrate Google. Oh, so important. Oh, so needed a fact. Did you know that back rub? Oh, so important. And oh, so needed was the original name of Google. Can you imagine it being called back rub? How do you get a back rub? Really? I, can you imagine? I know. You can tell me more about it. Google was founded on September 4th. 1998, now think about it, by Larry Page and Sergey Brin while they were at PhD students at Stanford. I shudder to think of what my life would be like if I didn't Google everything. I watch a film and Google the director. I read a book and Google the author. I'm a Google-litarian. Don't bother Googling me. I come up as Helen Newman Hall, a rec center Cornell. And so enjoy your Labor Day weekend and then keep laughing. I added the keep laughing. And, and the comments are all absolutely beautiful comments because we never stop learning interesting things about September. I can't even begin to count the times I'm asking Google for info. Thanks, Helen. I love the post. I wonder if the number of babies born in September were after the end of the war because I was born September 40s, and they all go down with whatever matters to them. Those December cold days may be why most births are in September. Mine is 920. So I share with you, my listeners and my audience, why Helen was so important to bring to you, because she makes us laugh. You can't read her stuff. You're not part of the private group. But you, she can tell us about now. how do you decide what to write about, and where do you get the humor, and, and how... Because I want the listeners to think about their stories and how important it is in their lives to connect, to belong, and to be part of something more than just where you are today. The memories make your life more meaningful. So tell us, how do you become this writer that's just brilliant? Well, thank you. Um, I love writing. I love making people laugh. Those are my two specialties. I research the months. Two weeks before I post, I researched the month to see what holidays people make up. I don't know where these holidays ever came from, but they're on they're on Google. You can Google a month and you will see 50 to 60 holidays. Then I print them out and I circle the ones that could be funny to us yes. and circle the ones that would mean something to us. I try to incorporate something funny about being a senior, something funny about our childhood, and something to remember for all of us to remember. And I start writing. I write on my computer. I print it out. I edit it. The next day I look it over. I make it funnier. It's like a job, but it's a job I love. Yes. And I'll tell you, what makes me keep going is that one month, I think I was in California visiting my children, and I didn't come home until the sixth of the month. When I got home, I had four messages on my answering machine. Are you okay? Did something happen? I'm waiting for your post. And I thought, oh my God, people really do wait for it. And people love to remember. Yes. People love the funny things we can remember. People love to remember their childhood friends. Yep. yep. And it means so much to me that 125 people at least read those posts that I post. 
And because I don't post anything on regular Facebook. It's only on our page. I don't believe in my life being that important to someone, to my 400 friends on Facebook. But I love the fact that people love to talk about their past and what we were like when we were children. Just the other morning, I was at a light between Ward School, I don't know, your listeners won't know, but you'll know, on Quaker Ridge Road, between Ward School and Albert Lennon. And the crossing guard was letting a young lady cross. I would say she was in the eighth, seventh or eighth grade. She was wearing Ugg slippers, short shorts, her backpack, a short T-shirt and a sweatshirt. And all I could remember was Mr. Daly from Albert Leonard calling my mother because my skirt was above my knee. <laughs> and I thought, I thought she was adorable. I do not judge. But all I could remember was Mr. Daly calling my mother <laughs> and saying her skirt is too short. That was probably in 1960. Yep. Or 61, uh, probably 1961. I think the new Albert Leonard that we went to was in 1961, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. And it is, well, listener, Albert Leonard was a junior high school. Yeah. And Ward Ward School became a new elementary school because at the time, the population of children was growing very rapidly. Rapidly. And and I only moved up there when I was ten, so you can get some dating. And and um, uh, it was Primrose that I went to, and um, and we all walked there. Roz walked there, and and Joyce walked there. And we all rode our bikes, and we rode our bikes to Lord and Taylor's, and it was a great community. Very Lord, yes. When Lord and Taylor's closed, 
I was almost in tears <laughs> because we used to ride our bikes there too. Yep. So the memories are essential to who we are, aren't they? We absolutely essential to who we are. It. I wrote, I think one of my posts mentioned we had to have license plates on our bicycle. Yep. And I remember the test at Davis School, um, the yep. blacktop in Davis School. Kids don't have to do it. We were so into our school. We yep. were so into each other. It means a lot to me to remember that. It does. Um, it, it does. And sometimes I need some clarity on my memories because I lived on Primrose Avenue, but I went to the Davis School. And as I said those words, I said, no, that's not right. You didn't go to the Primrose School. You went to the Davis School up the hill, right? right and you live right. And, and, and I do think that sometimes our minds forget all important kinds of things that we want to, mem to remember. So as you're looking forward, I always like to look ahead a little bit. You know, it sounds like you're going to be doing this for a long time. It gives you great pleasure. It gives me great pleasure. Um, it's getting harder because I don't want to repeat myself. And I've been doing it for 10 years, once a month for 10 years. So, but I will keep doing it as long as the people respond, because yep. that's what keeps me going, that they love to remember. Yes. And we were great kids. Kids are great now. We were great kids too. We were. And we were. And and we cared about each other. And, and I, I, you know, one of my mom's legacies was she would say to me, Andrea, I really don't care what everyone else is doing. I only care what you're doing. It was a very hard way to grow up because it wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to be doing. And it was much easier to watch what other people were doing and then figure out if that was good or bad. But I remember growing up and having to make choices. And um, it was a time where you had to find good friends who helped you make good choices. Because it wasn't hard to make bad ones. Absolutely. It wasn't hard at all. And yet, I don't know any kids that I ever knew that made terrible choices, no. which was very lucky on my part. We didn't drink. We didn't smoke. We didn't do drugs. We didn't. In my house, we listened to music. Yes, we did. Because my mother was a pianist. So... Yeah. Music has always been a big part of my life. And my mother died when she was quite young. So that's another reason why I like to remember. Yep. You Very do. Important. Um, you spoke about how you do this, um, but that sounds like a pretty good process for anybody who's listening and would like to do it as well. You got to do a little research, right? And go ahead. How, Look at what's around you. Um, I don't know if it was last October or the October before. It could have been three years ago. I don't know. I was driving to work and I saw a sign for Oktoberfest. And right away, as I'm driving to work, I'm composing my beer um, <laughs> about Oktoberfest. There's always ways you can connect yes. with your past. And I'll tell you what's really the loveliest part. There's a few of the women who post on the book, on the Facebook, uh -huh. answering my posts. And they come here twice a year to have lunch with me. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is great. Two of them live in the city, which is not far away. But one of them lives in South Carolina. The other lives in Florida. Um, they come up to New York at, for 
seeing their children and for other reasons. And they make sure to call me. And every June and usually in December, we have a little luncheon. Just us. These are my friends from Adelaide. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I know I, I was um, a professional up in Poughkeepsie and I'm at a party and um, a woman walks over and said, are you Andy Wallman? And I said, yes. She said, I'm Dana Mintz. I said, oh my gosh. You know, it was like, uh, you know, six degrees of separation. And, and it is. It is six degrees. You're absolutely right. It's six yeah. degrees of separation. And with me still being here. Yep. And my husband from Nourishell, no matter where I go, someone will say, wait, did you go to Nourishell High School? <laughs> and I go, yes, yes, I did. Um, I did. It's, it's fun. It's important for us to remember our childhoods. It is. And grow from it. Not everyone had a perfect childhood. I always, like I always told my kids, and I'll probably leave you with this. There are three types of families. There's dysfunctional, semi-dysfunctional, and television. <laughs> Always told my kids that. <laughs> Perfect family, except father knows best. <laughs> You're so funny. And you have to remember. And now that we're parents and grandparents, remember your parents and your grandparents and what they went through. I know. Well, I feel extremely blessed because my kids, we were out in California to visit. My kids are just terrific. The ones in New Hampshire are terrific. The ones in California are terrific. They have great families and they're raising great grandkids. And so I, I sit back and I look and I said, well, I was a professional from the time you were babies and you seem to have raised yourselves really well. And I'm delighted. Exactly. And I know it works. So they raised themselves. I have two children, both living in California, both working in Hollywood. Wow. So, yeah. So they they were brought up with a mother who cared about music, art and film yep. and writing. Yep. And they themselves are there. So doing That's the same wonderful. thing. I know. All right, Helen, any last words or shall we wrap up for our listeners? We can wrap up. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I love my Facebook, my nourish shelf high school facebook page i'm so glad that you read my posts i want everyone out there to understand that your childhood is really important yep don't think forget about it. it think about um, it and don't forget it i'm gonna add to that the um being an anthropologist like i am we spend a lot of time understanding that people are story makers and storytellers i will tell you there's nothing in helen's post that's true that's no. all. <laughs> She's a wonderful novelist. But none of our own memories are true. The only thing we have are our memories, which are great that's stories, right? right? And we that's remember right. the parts that, and that's why when she and I started comparing and remembering, I mean, where we were and how your, your mind wants to make sense out of now in the context of where you were then. Exactly. And so the best thing you can do is start to write and make it a blog that you can share with your family. Or just make it in your diary so that you can keep it for yourself. But don't lose the memories because it helps you belong to something bigger than just yourself. And um, you're not well put. Well put. That's exactly how I feel. Now it, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this and push this out into the world, and and for our listeners, 
We're in the top 5% of global podcasts, and I'm honored because it's you who helps share. And so many of you listen in and then email us and tell us what you've enjoyed. Little Black Helen. Um, but I, I'm anxious to hear about you starting to write your own stuff and share it with us. And let's use Facebook for all the things that can be done and Google as well. So at the end of the day, I want you to have a very happy day and enjoy the memories. Thanks again. Goodbye, Helen. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.